What up, homies? Welcome back to the Hot Links Golf Gambling Podcast here on the Outkick Bets Podcast feed. I am the host, Jeff Clark, and I'm back with the homie Dan Z. I took a week off. We took a week off for the WC, WGC Dell match play event, which is something... Dell Technologies match play event, Jeff. Oh my Come God. on. It's such a mouthful. Get it um, right, would you? I had fun watching the event. I had fun filling out the bracket, but I didn't really place that many bets, at least not ones that I was willing to go public with. Um, had I went public with my bets, I would have ended up better than I did with my public bets. I gave a couple uh, Thursday or Wednesday picks after the first group stage event or group stage, um, and then I gave out Hideki Matsuyama to win the thing, neither one of which cash for me so i've been on a just terrible cold streak in golf and i'm hoping that we can break out of it this week entering the masters you know masters one week away well jeff i I think we have to look at this like other players are looking at this this is just a warm-up for next week i mean realistically like let's sharpen our handy you know no need to go crazy this week let's just sharpen our skills a bit you know let's hone in the model but you know the real prize begins next Thursday, and let's not let's not forget about that. That's true. But you can win as much money betting the Texas Valero, the Valero Texas Open, as you can the Masters. Probably even Argu- more so. Argue, yeah, arguably more. Arguably more. So the odds for the average odds for the last five winners at this event are one thirty to one. You can get some long bombs in there, and maybe they get home. You've actually played at TPC San Antonio. Did you play the Oaks course or another one of the courses? I've actually, so there's two courses. I've played them both twice in the span of four days. Um, So I have played this course. I actually have a great story about that. So my buddy runs a Ryder Cup style tournament um, every year. And this past year, it was at tpc san antonio so we stayed on property we played two rounds at each of the two tpc courses and then one round at another course so five total for the weekend and it's run similar to Ryder cup you know you have your twosomes your foursomes so the final round was played on this course like we're gonna end the week at the you know the place where the pros play kind of thing and i was listed as the anchor on my team the final match um of the entire tournament and so, and I'm not a particularly good golfer. In fact, handicap wise, I'm one of the worst on the trip, but I play above my handicap, which, you know, some people might call me a sandbagger, but to that, I would say, fuck off. Um, I also play better in competition, but anyway, that's not the point. Point of the story is, this. so <laughs> the entire tournament came down to my match. There were 36 points available and my team was the team that retained the cup. So in order to lose the tournament, just like Ryder Cup, we had to lose 18 and a half to 17 and a half or worse. A tie, 18 to 18, means we win because we are the defending champs. That's how they do it. I don't know if you knew that about the Ryder Cup or the President's Cup. No, I'm not familiar with either. Never handicapped one of them, even though there was a President's Cup this year. Watch yeah, so... The, the defending team must be defeated to lose the cup. They, a tie essentially just means you get to keep the cup. So anyway, we get into the day, and we were down going in, and the day's not looking great for us. But the final two matches we are winning, and we have to win both of them to tie to win. On hole 15, I am one up going into 15, which is a – I believe it's a par four. 
it played like a par 20, and you'll learn that in a second. Uh, I hit my tee shot not very good. My opponent hits his tee shot not very good. We each end up in greenside bunkers in like six, right? He's in the high greenside bunker. I'm in the low greenside bunker. I hit my shot into his bunker. He hits his shot into my bunker. We switch places. This happens twice. I end up winning hole 15 with a 10 because my opponent also made a 10 and it was a shot. It was a hole where I was getting a shot from handicap on him. Then we step up the hole 16. Then we step up. He's a much better player than me. He should not be making. I mean, look, I'm not going to sit here and say I'm excited about winning a hole with a 10, but he should also be disappointed that he lost the hole because he didn't make a nine. I don't, maybe you told it a little confusing or I heard it confusing, but it sounded like you ended up in the bunker behind his, which could have happened. What what happened was I hit my ball into the bunker he was in and he would have been next up because mine was closer to the hole. Then he hit his shot into the bunker I was just in. So we basically switched places. How did that happen though? Because you would hit first, right? So you you hit hit first because you were behind him. No. I I was closer. I was farther from the hole initially. Sure. And then I hit my ball closer to the hole, but into his bunker. Yeah. And then we then he hit it into my bunker. But how did he hit it behind into your bunker? Like, what was he doing? He didn't hit it behind. I was in one bunker, and he was in the other, and the hole was between us. We both hit oh, it over the path. Oh, I see, I we see, I see. past the hole into the other person's bunker. I thought you like, said both... fairway bunkers. No, we were in greenside bunkers opposite each other with the hole in between. That makes a lot more sense. Okay. And we both just sculled our, like, and this happened twice. Like, we just kept, and then I dubbed a chip. It was awful. It was absolutely awful. I ended up making a nine-foot putt to save, what would that be, a sextuplet bogey to win the hole, which was wild. The very next hole is the one of the more famous holes at uh, TPC San Antonio, the... It's the Oaks course, right? Now I'm getting yeah, because Canyon's course is the other one. That's the that's the resort course. Actually, a better course, by the way. Much more fun to play, but it's like, and it's like way more scenic because it's like the Canyon's course is right next to it. But it when you're playing it, you like basically climb a mountain as you're playing, and then you kind of come down the mountain to finish like the back nine. And at one point, like in the middle of the round, somewhere around eight nine, like you're way up, just like overlooking this beautiful mountain, like it's gorgeous. So it's a way more fun course to play. But the Oaks is certainly it's a lot harder and a lot more. You can see why that's the one they 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 play the event at. So we get to the 16th hole, which is the famous par three with the bunker in the middle of the green, which is pretty wild. And after just making a ten, I stick my my shot to. 10 inches i like i nearly hole out to win the entire tournament like and at this point all the other matches were done for the most part so like everyone on the trip is like lined up around the green watching these tee shots now granted they all watched us just make 10 so everyone's like jesus christ these two fucking guys and then they all you know they all drive their carts up and everyone's by the green and my ball lands and just like the gallery goes nuts it's the closest i'll ever be to like being a professional golfer, like just hooting and hollering, like people going nuts. I did a fist pump from the, cause it's hard to tell a lot of times, like how close you are. Like I knew I was close. I knew I hit a good shot, but I didn't know how close I was, but they were screaming so loud. that I was like, Oh my God, like I'm close. And then at that point, when I went to go check my ball and I did obviously tap in to win the tournament and it was a great moment, but then I was disappointed. Cause it was like a foot past the hole. And I was like, I almost aced that for my first career ace. Like, 
to win the tournament in front of everybody. And that's what golf is, man. But that's what golf is, man. Like, I had this unbelievable moment. All I could think was how it could have been even better if I was, like, you know, two inches this way, it would have rolled into the cup instead of past the cup. And it's all I could think about. I was like, man, that was almost an ace. But anyway, cool hole, cool tournament. And that's my story about it because I I got a chance to play there, which is cool. Man, that's pretty exciting, though, playing an actual PGA Tour course. How many different PGA Tour courses have you played? That was, I believe, my third. I've played the one in Connecticut. I played that one. Oh, there's one more. No, I can't think of it. Uh, this is I a, think I played. I think I played three. This is a tough tour, or this is a tough event for like the TPC or Valero Texas Open event organizers because uh, there was three elevated events in the last four weeks, and then you got the Masters yeah. next week. It used to be like a tune-up for some of the best players entering the Masters, but now only eight players that are in the Masters next week are actually teeing off at the Valero Texas Open. Yeah, can you list those? Um. Yeah, just one second. One is Terrell Hatton. The other one is... I would assume Hideki, Hideki Fowler. Yeah. Is Kucho no, playing no. Um, Fowler needs to oh, win. Fowler's, no, he's not in. Oh, interesting. So here it is. Corey Connors is one of them. Um, oh, he won. He won last year, right? That's why he has an exemption. No, he's a he's a top fifty player. He's actually fortieth in the world. He won. He's, he is. He's a winner, though. He won in two thousand nineteen. Yeah, I think it's his only. Really, his only uh, PGA Tour victory. I have to double I had check it in my that. head that he was a winner recently, but I guess I could be wrong. I mean, well, I, they I skipped twenty twenty, and he won in twenty nineteen. So I mean, he's mm-hmm. one of the five recent champions. He also finished in the top 10 of the Masters last year, which I forgot about. He was plus, he was 200 to 1 to win in 2019. He won at minus 20. Um, it's tougher to hit greens in regulation here, and it's tougher to hit fairways Holy shit. here. And Connors like, has really good Masters odds or Masters results. Did you know that? Yeah, I think I was on him last year, actually. And he's was, gone 10, 8, 6 the last three years. He's top 10 the last three. Corey Connors has top 10 the Masters three straight years. That would be a trivia question that I bet most people would get wrong. I feel like his game kind of works everywhere because the guy always hits fairways and he always hits greens in regulation. Like well, he's Yeah, that that's kind of the, that's yeah. kind of the game, yeah. But I mean, he doesn't have enough like wins to really for that to make sense, right? I think most people would would assume that he's not as good at hitting fairways or hitting greens in regulation or else he'd have more wins. But I guess the putting is what kind of holds him back. Putt. Yeah, he just can't putt. That's like, I mean, yeah. Um, but no one can putt. But see, no one can putt at Augusta, so it doesn't hurt you as much because everyone's going to miss putts at Augusta. Yeah, that's true. And it's really whoever gets – like Scotty Scheffler was probably a beast last year on the greens. That's why I won the thing, right? And Cam yeah, Smith had, had, I think – a. 36 hole lead and he's a notoriously sick putter but jj spawn is the defending champion of this event uh jordan spieth won in 2021 Corey connor's 2019 um back to yeah, what the- are your thoughts on spawn as a as a defending champion and also he played pretty good in the match play last week like advanced like no one had him advancing out of group play which he did which was pretty pretty crazy so he's got somewhat decent form but it feels like his that's baked into the odds and he might actually be a little overvalued here but you tell me 
Yeah, I mean, my numbers kind of confirm that. I have JJ Spawn ranked on my power rankings. Um, he's 22nd, so pretty good, right? But, but his like odds seventh. are... Yeah, yeah, his odds are plus 3,000, which would make him tied, uh, looks like, for ninth with Matt, Matt Kuchar, who goes really well at this tournament as well. And is also in decent form having advanced at a group play, although he always seems to advance at a group play. That's my thing with backing him right now is that, like, he gets a little bit of momentum from just playing well at group play, but that's kind of misleading because he always does that. And I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm Again, I'm a newer better in, in golf, but I have not had any success betting Matt Kuchar. And um, the few times that I've done it, it's, it's cost me money. So I don't want to, like, fall into the trap of backing him here. I mean – He's missed three of his last five full field cuts back to back the players back to back uh, at the players and the Honda missed cuts there. So I don't know. He's not getting any of my money this week. JJ spawn. I, I haven't seen him do anything really on tour besides win the Valero Texas open last year. So I don't, it's tough like for me to really rush to the window and bet bet JJ spawn here. There's um, no way you are a one time betting a one time winner at 34 to, or 30 to 1. That seems ins- if he wins again and it's just maybe it's this is his event like you just tip your cap and say hey man maybe this is your event but I'm not I'm with you that I'm not backing essentially one great tournament one year ago as a reason to bet someone at 30 to 1. Like thirty to one is what you'd get. I don't know. Like, look at the Masters odds. Like, who's thirty to one at the Masters? It's like Sung J M. Yeah. So like, is J like J J Spawn is not like. I could see backing Sung J M at thirty to one to win a tournament, but backing J J Spawn at that number to win a tournament, even in a lesser field, seems insane to me. Yeah, like he's in the tier. Like, if it was like an elevated event, he's like in the tier of. Kind of where Colin Marikawa is approaching, really. Oh, yeah. Which is kind of crazy, you know? That's ridiculous to even think about. If this were an elevated event, it'd be like Morikawa. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that just kind of gives you an example of how weak the field is. Um, the other eligible, uh, Masters eligible players in the field, uh, Hatton Matsuyama, Sepp Straka, Chris Kirk, Ryan Fox, Siwoo Kim, who I hit earlier this year, one of my guys, Corey Connors, Alex Noren, who's just played like dog shit this entire season, but is still ranked 42nd in in the official world golf rankings. Outside looking in, they need wins to make it Taylor Montgomery and Ricky Fowler. Um, If sports is rigged, if golf is rigged, if life is rigged, Ricky Fowler is going to win this tournament. I'm backing Ricky Fowler 1,000 million percent. If for no other reason, then I'm going to be rooting my ass off for him to win this tournament and make it to the Masters. Yeah, he's probably going to be one of my, like, starting three on the on our, like, uh, golf fantasy league lineups. Um, I might go back to Matsuyama as well just because, like, his odds. I don't know, like... He should crush this tournament. I don't. He, he he withdrew last week with some sort of back injury. I felt like he just kind of tapped and was like over it. I'm actually shocked. I mean, give Tyrrell Hatton credit. Like he had an injury. It looked like 
Uh, you had texted me, like, looks like he's going to withdraw because he's literally, like, on the practice green shaking his hand. Not only did he end up playing, he loses the first two days, and it's like, well, he's out, right? Like, there's no reason for him to play a third day if there's even – but he played. He played all three matches, even though he was out. you got to give him credit, and you got to have some questions about Hideki. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I uh... – I went back to the well with Hideki last year or last week because this guy's like been the only golfer to make me money over the last six events. So I'm kind of scarred. And I like that look that I saw in his eye at the players. So I was hoping he'd have that. Uh, you just cannot quit this guy. I cannot, just, dude. You cannot quit this guy. Dude, that's kind of the story of my season, too. Like, I, at the, um, I'm, I'm betting Thomas Dietrich in this tournament. I've bet Thomas Dietrich like four times this year. And the only time that I won money off of him is a, a tournament that I didn't even handicap publicly. <laughs> so it's like, it doesn't even count towards my record. Um, but I mean, this guy kills it on, on, on uh, Bermuda greens. He's ninth in this field over the last 24 rounds putting on Bermuda. He's actually first in total strokes gained over the last 50 rounds in this field. It's kind of crazy if you think about it, right? Yes. Um, his I don't know what he is in the in the official world golf rankings. I can look it up, but like in the FedEx Cup rankings, he's he's 29th. Do you care about that at all? Like, no. It just doesn't matter. Like compared to the Dietrich's the... 80th uh, in the world golf rankings. Okay. No, I think the FedEx Cup is tough because benefits guys who play a lot and some guys play more especially now with these elevated events although i assume they're worth more um but it's also it's so early in the season it feels like so no i'm not that we haven't played any majors yet what feels more legitimate though alex noren's 42nd in the official world golf rankings or thomas dietrich 29th in the fedex cup standings you think noren should be lower i think he Alex Noren hasn't played a good tournament in the PGA Tour in a long time. Who's his matchup this week? You know, I love me some Alex Noren. Is he playing this week? Yeah. He's What's one of the favorites. Um, tournament matchup is Brendan Todd. You like it? <laughs> yeah, I have Brendan wow. Todd on my card. This is great. Perfect. Lock it in. All right, cool. Wait, what's Brendan Todd in the official world golf rankings? I might have to go next uh, he's page. He's just ahead of Deech Tree. He's like 75th. I just saw him. He's like yeah. 70, 75th, something like that. Hell yeah, dude. Brendan Todd's going well this year. And Perfect. if sand saves are a thing because of the, the, the crazy bunkers here at TPC San Antonio, well, Brendan Todd is your guy. Dan, let me tell you. This guy. Please tell me. <laughs> um, this guy is. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Oh no! Did I not? He's second in sand saves. Wait, no, no, no! I'm tripping. That's that's Putnam. Putnam is who else? I, I also have money on is second in bogey avoidance and really good in sand saves as well. I have to pull this shit up again. God damn it! But. No, I got Brendan Todd. He's he he puts pretty well on on Bermuda greens. Um, he's twelfth in my power rankings, whereas Noren is down there at thirty seventh. 
He's 117th strokes gained tee to green on long courses. You want to hear Alex Noren's recent PGA Tour events? Don't need to hear any of it. Miscut at the players, miscut at the Genesis. Irrelevant. (laughs) Miscut at the Phoenix Open. Why are these things irrelevant? Irrelevant. He's going to take a dump truck to Brendan Todd. All right. Speaking of matchups, I just uh, I hadn't even thought about them, but I just started looking. Dietrich is even money against JJ Spawn. That yeah. feels like a you have to play that. Well, the way I uh, the bets that I gave out for Dietrich is I'm going to put a quarter unit on him at plus forty five hundred to win it, a quarter unit for him to top ten at plus five hundred, and three fourths of a unit for him to top twenty at plus two twenty. But you also have to bet his matchup now. I feel weird about betting, throwing in a matchup when I have three placement bets. So you said quarter unit, quarter unit. So you put one and a half units? Um, No, one and a quarter unit. What if you bet one and a quarter unit on his matchup, and then that way if he doesn't hit any of those other ones, you would at least break even if he just beats J.J. Spawn? Because what if J.J. Spawn goes well and I lose all of them? Well, yeah, that's called gambling. I know that's, but that's what I'm, <laughs> that's what I'm fearful of, and don't really want to bet, or don't really like throwing the matchup into my other bets. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Brendan Todd, sorry, eleventh in sand saves, ninth in scrambling. So, as long as he can continue to hit fairways, which he does pretty good job of, six in fairways gained. If he gets a little off course, he's, his putter and his sand, uh, his bunker play can make up for it. So I'm on Brendan Todd here. I got Brendan Todd quarter unit to win it at plus 4,000 and then uh, three quarters of a unit for him to top 20 at plus 180. And then I have him head-to-head versus Alex Noren. What are some of the things, since you played here at this course, what are some of the things you're looking for to back back the golfer? Uh, fading you, mostly, would yes. be number one. All right. <laughs> I'm just kidding, dude. I'm kidding. I like the Dietrich play a lot. Uh, I like Thomas Dietrich and this him be, uh, JJ Spawn being minus 120 against Dietrich uh, heads up seems. Uh, I'm actually sort of shocked by that. Uh, Wait, you being... just said it was even money or minus 110 each way. Oh, no. I'm, I'm sorry. Even money in that Dietrich is plus 100. Oh, okay. Okay. Spawn is actually favored in the matchup. Dietrich is plus 100. Like, you know, obviously bet your stake to win your stake, which I think is sort of wild because Dietrich is a much better golfer than JJ Spawn overall. For um, sure. I like Taylor Montgomery here. If I were going to pick sort of a, a favorite of this group, um, I think he showed out last week really well and I love the form that he's in. So he's a guy that I would. I would look to. I think I had actually picked him to win his group. So that's pretty much what I'm looking at. But I'm I'm basically handicapping this on the fly as I like look, like looking over the course. And I mean, there's not there's not too much trouble. Like there's no water hardly at all on the course except um, at the very very end. 18 can can play tough, but it's like sort of a risk reward hole where if you hit a bomb you can go for it but a lot of guys have to just play it to the right and kind of lay up um one of the guys on the trip bet me 
if what did he say? He was like, if you played the the 18th hole 10 times, like how many birdies do you make? Like, do you think you make one? And I was like, yeah, I think I can make one. And he was like, we should see if they let us do that. Like, let's see if they'll let you play the hole 10 times because I don't think you're making one birdie. And it's, I think it's I one of the, I think there's only three holes with water in play at TPC San Antonio. 18's yeah, and 18's one of, one of, you have to hit over the creek to get to, like, so the green, the fairway keeps running right, and you have to make a choice whether you want to play to the fairway, but the green is to the left of, like, a creek that runs in between, and there's a small strip of fairway in front of it that you can play to as well, but again, it's a small landing area, um, the safer play is going to be out to the right, and which is pretty much what you have to do if you don't hit a good drive, but if you hit a good drive then you can go for it. So it's, you know, it's a good finishing hole in that it's a par five with risk reward. So, you know, guys who are back a little ways might tend to go for it. Whereas leaders might play it a little safer. Um, I Dude, also got a, these par fives are so effing long. Like yeah. One, uh, the shortest one's five fifty three. Eighteen is five ninety one. And then the other par fives are over 600 yards. These things are fucking huge. Yeah. I also learned that you don't pick up a cactus with your bare hands at this course. Really? I feel like you're too smart to have learned that at the course. Okay. So I've never been around cacti in my life. Me I neither. grew up in the Midwest and the North. Um, I thought I was grabbing a part that had like, it didn't look like anything. It just looked like a big green leaf and it was laying on the ground next to my golf ball. And I didn't see anything when I went to grab it. Not only did I, this is the funniest part. This is what everyone made fun of me for. Not only did I grab the cactus with my hand and get a spine stuck in my finger. As I was showing the spine to my playing partner, he goes, how did you get a spine stuck in there? And I go, I picked up a cactus and he goes, I understand that but you are showing me a bare hand with a spine in it. And on your other hand is a glove. You picked it up with your bare hand and not your gloved hand. And I was like, Oh yeah, I guess I did. <laughs> Man, this really hurts your intelligence power ranking on my model. It gets worse. So on one of the par threes, let me see which hole was it. Uh, I got to find, I'm looking at the map. Uh, on one of the par threes, I hit my tee shot like way off to the right. I think it was 13. I hit my tee shot way off to the right. This one actually happened a different day. And it was it was match play with a partner. My partner hit a decent shot. So I didn't even have to do this. But I was like, you know, screw it. I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to hack it out of here and get it onto the green. I end up hitting my ball off a rock about four feet in front of me, and it bounced up and hit me in the face. So I had a rough day the first time I played this course. Yikes, dude. The cactus one though was But yeah, you rallied really... back and made one of the had one of the best moments of the year little Ryder look, Cup tournament. Look, man, you know. Resilience. Dan yes, Z is known yes, for resilience. That's what I'm saying. The best deal with adversity. Like they face adversity head on. And I was coming back to a course where I had suffered nothing but humiliation, embarrassment, and I rallied to take that shit home. Well. I'm impressed by you. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. <laughs> Want to hear the other bets that I have here? Yeah, why not? I went with Chris. I'm not. I'm not betting Terrell Hatton at twelve to one, though. I can tell you that. That's nuts as well. Now nah, he's another guy that 
in my short life as a gambling golf uh, golf gambler, I just have never had success betting on. So I'm staying away. Um, and I think he screwed. Like I, I think I bet one of the other British guys and like top Englishmen um, prop, and he ended up beating me. So like I've 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 got negative I have negative vibes about him for two different reasons. I'm going with Chris Kirk, dude. I got to be honest. This feels like a trap. That's not something you say a lot about golf gambling. That's more of like team sports, you know, like weird football lines. Chris Kirk is plus 2,800. He has got the eighth best odds. He won last month. Like I don't, I don't, I'm confused. I'm confused. Here's how he ranks on my model. Um, he is overall in my power rankings third. He's ninth in my key stats over the last 50 rounds, fourth in trending, eighth in course history, ninth in tee degree and long courses. He's 16th in putting on Bermuda. What can you reverse engineer this line? Like why? Why is he below? Davis Riley, who's never won a PGA Tour event, or I wish he hadn't. I wish he hadn't picked Davis Riley because I do love me some Davis Riley. I kind of do too, but you do you, you get what I'm saying, right? Like, yeah, I, I know think you it's... like Taylor Montgomery, and you just gave him out, but like he's not a better golfer than Chris Kirk. Mm. Ooh, mm. head-to-head matchups. What other matchups? <laughs> I mean, oof. That's a tough one. Um, Montgomery and Kirk is a minus 110, minus 110 matchup. Yeah. yeah I yeah, think yeah. Chris Kirk is a better golfer. Do you want to bet me on that? Yeah, yeah, I do. I okay. do. Because especially at this course, because one thing Taylor Montgomery has is distance, and he can shorten those par fives, and he can putt, which is weird because he's – Montgomery's a weird golfer in that Usually, I target only the guys who are good at the thing that he's not good at, which is irons, and usually kind of put the two things he is good at, putting in and bombing the ball, as like a little bit below that. But he's sort of a weird golfer. But man, if you can bomb it here and you can make some putts, like, I am worried about the scrambling. I give you that. But I'm going to bank on Montgomery staying in the fairways and, and being okay this week. Montgomery on my power rankings is 35th, but he is the best putter in the field on Bermuda. He's trending 13th overall. He does well on par fives. He is yeah, because he bombs it. Seventh in par five scoring. However, he's what is- he's 111th in good drives, which is a mixture of like driving distance and accuracy. That's not good. But the rough isn't very penal. So, like, if no, you miss actually, the fairway. I hit one of the greatest golf shots of my life at this course out of the rough. And it wasn't the, obviously, it wasn't the part three because that was a tee shot. But I hit a ball that demoralized the shit out of my opponent. I was in the rough on, oh, man, I wish I could remember the holes. I, I, have, I have buddies. Like, you'll learn, like, certain golfers like this is what they do they'll be able to tell you every shot they hit on every hole a lot of pros are like this they'll be like oh that you know whatever i can never remember any of that shit ever i believe it was hole six i was right off the tee and i had like 210 to the green and now keep in mind i'm a 
18 handicapper. 210 from the green in the rough. My opponent's looking at that like I'm making double bogey at best. And I hit a five iron to like 10 feet. I mean, it was absolutely incredible. And you could just see the like the life drain from his face. Like an 18 handicapper should never hit a 210-yard shot out of the rough to 10 feet. I mean, I shouldn't have either, if we're being real. It's just one of those times you just happen to catch it right. But to your point, if I can do that out of the rough, then these guys shouldn't have a ton of problems. No. So this course is supposedly tree-lined. Is that yes. like the fairway defense that the course has? Like it's not – it's it's short it's rough, but it's like – It's tight. You could get behind a tight. tree. Yeah, it's very tight. And then – I mean, I don't know. We played under weird rules where we just treated everything like it was red stake. But there's some OB around here. There's some native areas that you're not allowed to go into because they're like protected wildlife where guys will not be allowed to go get their ball. So, yeah, I mean, there's definitely there's definitely trouble and it's definitely the trees and there's there's definitely OB. I mean, nine and eight run along the the outside of the property because sometimes you play these courses where like you know like st andrews the entire course is like basically all the holes are in the middle this thing is all around the outside like you know you go wide on four on eight on nine like you're ob there's a lot of ob on this course so a lot of native areas as well so there's there's definitely trouble sounds like there could be some trouble for taylor Taylor montgomery Montgomery. (laughs) if he can keep the ball in play he's gonna win i'll say that he has lost strokes off the tee over his last five events. Perfect. Oh, I'm getting him at a good, 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 good value. Then. He, he's lost. He's lost strokes tee to green in four straight. Eesh. Perfect. Oh, I love this. I freaking love that you're saying all this. this <laughs> Why? What, what, what about this? this? He's due. He's due. <laughs> He's due to you know, put it all together. And you know who's also due? That's fucking me. I'm fucking due. I'm getting smacked. Chris Kirk is not due. Chris Kirk already won. Chris Kirk already won. He's not due. But why is he in this? Noren is due. Why is he even in this tournament? This line suggests that like... Isn't he a hometown boy? I think he's from Tennessee. Oh, is he? But I feel like he plays well in Texas. Yeah, but some, there's some Chris Kirk Texas connection. Yeah, I feel like I've heard it talked about. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I can't quite put my finger on it. There's something there. He's but... from Georgia. And, oh no, I'm sorry, you're right. He was born in Tennessee, but he lives in Georgia, so nothing there. Why is why do I have it in my head that he is like a Texas guy? That's so strange. Okay, sorry, I didn't mean to derail the conversation, but I I had it in my head that he was a a Texas guy. Dude, he's picked up strokes off the tee in seven straight Texas Opens. Um, strokes tee to green, seven of his last eight Texas Opens. He's putts really well uh, on Bermuda, like we already said, but putts well on uh, at TPC San Antonio as well. I guess I already gave my uh, full-on Chris Kirk pitch, and we already locked in a bet, but... I got him, I got Thomas TGI, Brendan Todd, and then I went uh, uh, Andrew Putnam because he's always on the green. He does well on par fives, albeit not these long par fives, so that's kind of uh, kind of makes me nervous, but he's he's a good, great scrambler, um, good in sand, and one of the better putters on tour. So 
that's my my four horsemen for the Val, uh, Valero Texas Open. I didn't really get four. there with any head to heads. We just did. I know, but I'm not gonna. I guess I'll have to do another post where I give them out publicly. Hmm. Not sure I'm in love with that. It's pretty much just gonna be me talking about this podcast and saying me <laughs> Dan Z likes to fade me and I like to tip book his action. <laughs> That's pretty much it. I didn't fade you at all. I told you I like Taylor Montgomery. You said you like Chris Kirk. They happen to be matched up against each other. Why would we not take that? I like Alex Noren, and then you were like, I was like, oh, I like Alex Noren. You're like, oh, I have his mat. Actually, you faded me on that one. Well, I already had Brendan Todd locked into a bet. That's what I'm saying. So you were like, yeah, I'll kick your ass on that one. All right, so you're going Fowler and when you in in your lineup, well, okay. Let me let me be clear. Let me be very very clear about this. I am betting Fowler solely because I like Ricky Fowler. I think the price here is terrible. Um, I do not advise it. I only advise it if you have the money to spend and you like Ricky Fowler and you just want to be doubly happy when Ricky Fowler hoists the trophy on Sunday because it, sports are fixed. That's fair. But I also like amongst the favorites, um, if I were just looking at it, I like Taylor Montgomery, despite all of the negative things you had to say. Um, I also like Ryan Fox at about 40 to 1. I like Norrin at 40 to 1. I like your uh, pick of D-Tree. And then I guess a little further down, I don't know. I mean, you said it's there's long shots winning this thing, but like it's just so hard to get behind I mean, I'll probably get sucked into like Eric Van Royen because he always sucks me in and he's sitting there at 100 to 1. He kind of fits the profile of someone who could win from that range that you talked about. Um, Pearson Cootie is 150 to 1. Maybe a little sprinkle there. Lanto Griffin would be one, maybe in that. Again, these are just long shot, like tenth of a unit if you're looking for a lottery ticket. Those are a couple of guys that, that stood out to me um, down the board. I was thinking of Satoshi Kodera, the Japanese guy who got Oh Kodaira? Kodaira, yeah, who got put into the uh he got put into this event after Robert Streb, I think his name is, backed out. So he's like a late entry. But he's going off at like plus twenty two hundred and fifty to one. Um Yeah, Kodaira can play a little bit though. Yeah, dude. He's the sixth best ball striker in this field. Tenth in strokes yeah. gained approach, ninth in good greens. Sucks in pretty much everything else, but I don't know. Like twenty-five to one or two hundred and fifty to one. I mean, how many? How I many? See him at th- I see him at three fifty on DraftKings. Thirty-five thousand oh. plus thirty-five thousand on DraftKings. That right dropped now. a little bit. Then yeah, I mean that's a big number for the sixth best ball striker in this tournament over the last thirty-six rounds. Am I right? Where do, where does Doc Redman rank on your model? Just curious because that's another one six. Ah, oh, there's there are guys in this range I kind of like. Doc Redman is 112th. Okay, he must yeah. not be playing. He had a good run last year. It must be done. What about Callum Taran? I feel like he's a sick. It was a sick amateur, and he just never really played yeah. well. Um, Taran is. He's 85th. He's another guy that I bet recently that I know is not playing well. He has yeah. missed. I mean, look, he's twenty. He's two. He's yeah. plus twenty five thousand. So I mean, we're not talking about guys who are playing particularly well. 
Yeah, he's missed five straight cuts. So what would be your argument to bet him? <laughs> like that's my thing. It's like that he's two hundred and fifty to one. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you know, I don't even. Like, but if he sucks, a, then I mean, I'm not expecting to win. Like Emiliano Grillo, or it could be Grillo. Um, he's like, I think he's plus ten thousand. Let me look it up now. But I have him as seventh on my on my key stats. He. Um, is a is a good ball striker. Is is hitting greens in regulation and yeah, I see a few guys that 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 number though actually is sticking out to me specifically because I'm looking on DraftKings right now and here's there's five four guys at a hundred to one that I don't hate. Uh, one being Grillo, Sepp Straka is a hundred to one. I just noticed that I was like, wait a second. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And then what I also know he's doing that, down there. Akshay Bhatia is a hundred to one, and I don't even know that he belongs at a hundred to one. Uh, my thing with him is I, I'm just everyone's on him. He might be the are, goods, but are they? Yeah, I've heard I, like a lot of the golf. He's a hundred to one. A lot of the golf gamblers that I've that I follow on Twitter have been have have had many bets on him recently. Hmm. Seb Straka on my model is. 48th in my power rankings. I don't get that. It feels like he's so much better than that. So Batia just, you know, uh, he finished 24th at Punta Cana. Uh, he got cut at the Valspar. He finished second at the Puerto Rico Open and top 50, the Honda Classic and the RSM and finished top 20 in Bermuda. Like not terrible results for a guy who's, Again, you don't. He's a hundred to one for a reason. Uh, my bookie has Francisco Malinari at eleven uh, plus eleven thousand. DraftKings has him at plus nine thousand. I almost talked myself into some Francesco Malinari at plus nine thousand, plus eleven thousand. I might throw a little bit on that. What is your take on him, if anything at all? He's a former major champion. I don't. Yeah, former being like, when was the last one? Um, it was actually more recent than I think you would, based on your tone, would assume. But hold on, I'll, I'll pull it up. It's he, been at least five years, minimum. If it's less than five years, I'm going to be shocked. He won the Open in 2018. Five years. That's exactly what I said. Fair enough. That was off memory. He was the the 54-hole leader in the 2019 Masters, the one that Tiger won. So he's not too far removed from playing pretty decent golf. He was 14th at <laughs> the Arnold Palmer. four Palm. years ago. <laughs> yeah. What do you mean he's not too far removed? Uh, he's 40. You go downhill. Come on. This is, this is an insane conversation. I mean, again, if we're going to – I'm all pitching my way about, in a plus 9,000. Like, that's what all I'm – All I can say about Francesco is in my pools that I do, which you'll be invited to this year, my wife always picks him. Like, always, without fail. How does she do in the pool usually? Not very well. All right, I'll stay away. <laughs> she to, to be fair to her, though, she used to be a PA on golf um, like 10 years ago, and he was a thing then. So it's like a name she recognizes from doing golf TV like literally 10 years ago. All right. Which is why I always laugh because, again, like I know he was a name back in the day but like hasn't done anything recently at all. 
But then again, like, you know, here I am talking about guys like Akshay Bhatia and Eric Van Royen. Like they've never done anything in their entire careers. So what are we what are we really what are we really talking about here? Although yeah. Sepp Straka at hundred to one is juicy. He was Molinari was fifth at the Abu Dhabi um in January. It's a European uh, a Euro tour event. He was T nine at the BMW PGA championship on the Euro Tour. T T fifteen at the open this last year. So I'm saying he's, you know, he's shown up in places recently. That's all I mean. Doing nothing for you. Okay. Let's find one more bomb that maybe we can agree with, agree on here. I can't get there with Taryn. Can't get there with Doc Redman. Um I was just asking. Those are just guys who I've backed in the past and who have done okay when I backed them. In like you know DraftKings contests, how do we feel about Byung Hun Yan? I might have butchered that one, but uh, if you have a better way of saying it, go ahead. Seven thousand. I, I know it's on. Yeah. Uh, no real thoughts, unfortunately. Yeah, I'm pretty locked into my plays. I'm giving out Brendan Todd. I'm giving out Andrew Putnam. I'm giving out Thomas Dietrich again. And I'm giving out Chris Kirk. It feels good betting Chris Kirk again. I got to be honest because I bet him a lot last year. He won me some money. But for whatever reason, I think he lost like the last two tournaments that I bet him. And I haven't bet him this year. Dylan Wu? Where does he rank on my model? Yeah. He's not even here. All I have is <laughs> Brandon Off Wu. Off the board. Yeah, are you sure it's Dylan or is it Brandon? It's Dylan Wu. I'm looking at his page right now on PGATour.com. I'm looking at his odds on DraftKings. Plus 11,000. Yeah, Yeah, he is the 355th best golfer in the world, according to the golf rankings. I don't know why. I wasn't pulling up before. My rank is that he's 15th in my stats model. Whoa. Interesting. Interesting is right. 15th in good drives. 16th in par four scoring. I don't know if you knew this about TPC San Antonio. Well, you did play there, but they have a lot of par fours. Ten of them. Mm. Mm. I guess that's pretty regular. I don't know. Uh, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, very. Shouldn't he's, it be 10 4 4? Isn't that the usual breakdown? Yeah, that's what it is. Uh, he's, <laughs> he's 17th in par five scoring. Okay. 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 Interesting. Woo, woo, woo. Kenny Woo. Let me find one other reason. Are you sure you're not looking at, are you not looking at Brandon Woo on your model? I'm looking at Dylan. I'm looking at Dylan, dude. I swear. Where does Brandon Woo rank on your model? Um, Brandon Woo is. Because he's plus 9,000. So he's 44th. So your model likes Dylan better, who's about. 20 to 1 were like longer odds. That's interesting. That's really interesting. Are we on the Woo train this week? I don't see why not. I know um, your bookie takes uh minimum $25 bets. Why don't we put 25 bucks on Woo and I'll pay 12 and a half of it? <laughs> I love that. Dude, he was 16 at Punta Cana, 10th at the Honda. Has he ever played Valero? Let's see. He did. He missed cut last year. Perfect. He's coming in hot. I mean, he's due. He hasn't missed a cut in the last six events. 
So he's playing pretty well, all things considered. One of them was the players. Listen, twelve dollars and fifty cents on Dylan Wu to win wins about fourteen hundred bucks. Do you want to you want to hear what my bookie has it at? I would love to. Okay, hold on. it's probably going to be something shitty. He doesn't even like, have them. Oh, he doesn't have them. Oh, what are we doing? He doesn't have, and, and this is why I backed away from Satoshi Kadara. Uh, it's because he doesn't have him either. Was he a late entry too? Dylan Wu? Yeah. He might be. I'm not sure. Have to find out. Um, I'm not going to Google it right now. If I'm being 100 percent honest, yeah, Dylan, would you? Dylan Fratelli, though. <laughs> Do you like That's him? Name I, I haven't heard that name in a while. Hayden Buckley. Let's just start naming long shots until you're like, "Ooh, that guy." No, I, I my Hayden. My number is like Hayden Buckley. Oh, really? Yeah, because I I put in a decent amount on on. Uh, good drives and he's second in good drives seventh in ball striking 11th in par four scoring did your guy have him what's up does your guy have him let's see he does have him at plus 10,000 oh that's low yeah it's not as good as DraftKings no 13 what's his recent form like though I wonder he has missed four straight cuts. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Five Man, of the last six. You got me all fired up about Dylan Wu, though. Now I'm upset. I can't bet on Dylan Wu. I know. I'm upset, too, man. Um, Damn it. I want to find one more bomb, but I don't know if I can get there in any of them. No nope. Pearson Cootie? Pearson Cootie. Let's see what the book he has. Plus 15,000. Okay. That's interesting. My model says 87th. Not good. <laughs> Outside the cut line. All right. It's where we want to be. <laughs> he, uh, what, what's the logic? He's due. He is due. He has. Um, he won on the Corn Ferry recently. Yeah, in Maine. I didn't even know they had golf courses there. I could have assumed so, though. He won in Panama. Wait, when was that? that Panama. That might have been a while ago. Let's see who the biggest bomb is that my stats... Okay, it would be... Hayden Buckley is 14th on my stats over the last 50 rounds. And he's going at 13 plus... Um, what was it? 130 to 1, which is actually the, the average odds of the last five winners. You want to say he's due? I'm on Pearson Cootie now. I'm reading all about him. Cootie won. He became, he was the number one player from the PGA Tour University class of 2022. He joined three players who posted multiple victories in their first 20 Corn Ferry starts. Those three players are Chris Ventura, Cameron Young, and Scotty Scheffler. Pretty good company. The kid has juice. He's got a little something called it. He's got win equity. He knows how to win. I feel like he's done well recently, but maybe that was his brother. Does he have a brother? Yeah. Oh, they played together, but Pearson's the better player. Yeah, his his best PGA they gave Tour. His brother, like, they gave a they like let his brother play with him as like a make a wish or something. Okay, that's being mean, but you know what I'm saying. 
Yeah, I don't think his brother is. I think his brother's a pro. No, he, he is. It was a joke. <laughs> oh, it was a joke. I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. Probably, probably a poor joke. Now that I'm, I'm really taking the time. He doesn't even Cootie doesn't even have a profile on PGA Tour. Like I'm trying to look up his recent results. Okay, one other guy. Okay, hit me. Patrick Rogers. I do like Patrick Rogers. That's one I almost said but didn't. What's holding you back? Nothing. I'm on. Let's go. By the way, Pearson Cootie finished 14th at the Arnold Palmer. That's a good event. Patrick Rogers, over the last 36 rounds, fourth in par five scoring. That's huge. That's huge. Let's see what they do. Let's see how he does in scrambling because the average cut line over the last five events is one and a half over par. So as long as you're not making bogeys, you could play on the weekend. He is Patrick Rogers. God damn it. Motherfucker. Give me one second. This is bad radio. Well, I had podcasting. He's seventh in sand saves, but 74th in scrambling. Not good. Not good. Dude, when you're talking about bombs, there are going to be parts of their stat profile. <laughs> They're not good. That's kind of the way it works. No, that's true. No that's holes true. in the stat profile. They wouldn't be bombs. I know, but all right, final bomb. I said that about Patrick Rogers, but final bomb, Luke List. How do you feel about Luke List? Speaking of can't putt, that that dude can't putt to save his life. But yeah. he's nasty ball striker. I mean, if he gets in the sand, it's over. It's over for this fool. He's 133rd in sand saves. So Pearson Cootie can really hit his irons, and he can really putt. But he struggles off the tee, and he struggles on scrambling. But he is a positive in strokes gain total, thanks to his being a really good putter. I mean, the driver is now the easiest club in the bag to hit. I feel like if his driver gets hot, which is more likely than any other club, because, again, these drivers these days are super easy to hit. I feel like if his driver gets hot, that's just such a good value play. So... I'm going with Pearson Cody as my official bomb. I think I'm going to go with Luke List as my official bomb. I like Luke List a little bit, but he can't putt, and that drives me nuts. I'd rather back a guy who can putt. And that's Pearson Cody? Yeah. Are you telling me he can't putt? I don't know. Look it up. You got, you're the one who has a model. I'm not sitting here looking at a model. I mean, according to my model, he's not very good at putting. Really? Actually, no, that's a lie. He's 22nd strokes yeah, gained yeah. Bermuda. But, UTFO, bro. I mean, that's off of like three shot link. You're like three tournaments of shot link data. There's not a lot that's, there. Oh, even better. He's due. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking, is this worth $12.50? I feel like it is. <laughs> It's always worth $12.50. Come on. Don't unit shame me. All right. Let's be bros, though. How about you throw $12.50 on Luke List? 
All right. All right. All right, so my official card is Chris Kirk, Thomas Dietrich, Brendan Todd, Andrew Putnam, Little Sprinkles on Luke Liss, and Pearson Cootie. And then me and Dan Z are going head-to-head. I got Brendan Todd over Alex Noren, I believe. Or no, it's Chris Kirk over Alex Noren. No, Todd, Noren, Kirk versus Montgomery. That's what it is. So, we're all rooting for Pearson Cootie, though, here, plus 15,000. I'm going to have to probably write another article about this, giving that out publicly, because if this fool wins and I can't get credit on my public record, I'm going to be pissed. Yep. Pissed. But I'm going to put out that I put put on, like, .05 unit of a bet. (laughs) Don't unit shame. I'm not. I mean... I'm excited about this. I'm just saying. No, what you should do, uh, not to produce you here, but I'm going to. Like Love like it. you said, the the average tournament, w- like Valero odds winner is what, 130? Like here's three guys who are 100 to 1 or, or greater. Like they're not likely going to win. But if you want to throw a little bit of coin on a long shot, these are three guys to back. That's how I would do it. Thank you. I'm going to write You're that. I mean, you. it's perfect, right? Like bombs win this tournament. Here's three bombs. Like. You know, makes perfect sense. But Luke List doesn't make that threshold, so I'm gonna have to go back to the homie Dylan Wu, huh? Wait, Luke List. I have met. Yeah, DraftKings. He is. I have met eleven, eleven to one on draft, or um, plus yeah, eleven thousand. I, I said do a hundred to one or. or oh, or okay, 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 okay. That's where, because that's what people want anyway. And that's, by the way, as far as gambling articles go, that's the shit people click on. Like, what can I bet five dollars on to win five hundred? Like, people love that shit. Love it. Okay. All right. Cool. I'm going to do Luke List, Pearson Cootie. All right, buddy. I think we did good work here. Thank you for adding your expertise, um, especially <laughs> when breaking down the TPC San Antonio Oaks course. And I wish I had more info. Just not one of those guys who remembers every golf shot he hits. Probably because I try to forget most of the golf shots I hit, but that's a separate conversation. Well, if you're doing golf right, you should be partying while you're playing, right? Not at that tournament. Hell no. I'm locked in, baby. Too much money at stake, huh? Too much pride. Pride, money, it's all up. It's all part of it. All right. Well, you can follow Dan on Twitter at OutkickDanZ, right? Yes, you can. You can follow me at Jeffrey underscore Clark. Please shoot the Outkick Bets podcast with me, the host, Jeff Clark. Some good reviews on Apple Podcasts and Spotify Podcasts. Um, I'm going to come back later this week to break down the final four. Dan, you're invited. And so is the homie Grayson Weir. I don't think I talked to you about this yet, but I'm now extending you an official invite for later this week. Oh, I got money on this too. Let's go Aztecs. All right. Best of luck to you guys, homies. And I'll talk to you later. Peace.